0: I know firsthand the importance of nourishing our bodies, especially during pregnancy. That's why I want to share Ritual and their Essential for Women prenatal with you. This is the prenatal I took during my pregnancy after researching a ton of different options. You see, Ritual is all about transparency, which is something that I truly love. They make sure that 100% of their ingredients are made traceable, so you know exactly what you're putting into your body. And that is important when you're growing a tiny human. Plus, they're gluten and major allergen free and totally vegan. But Ritual is not just about great products. They're also a certified B Corp. That means they care about more than just profits and are fully committed to the health of people and our planet. What's really cool is that Ritual offers a subscription-based service with free shipping, control over your delivery date, and savings when you bundle. They're so confident in their products that they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee. The Essential for Women Prenatal is a prenatal multivitamin that's packed with clinically studied nutrients that are essential for both you and your baby. Think Nature Identical Choline, Clinically Studied Folate, and 350 milligrams of sustainably sourced omega-3 DHA. These citrus or mint essence capsules are designed for optimal nutrient absorption and are gentle on your stomach too. Now for the best part, Ritual is offering Mommy Labor Nurse podcast listeners a special discount. Visit ritual.com slash mommy labor nurse and 40% off your first month of Ritual will be applied at checkout. That's ritual.com slash mommy labor nurse for 40% off your first month. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse podcast, where you'll gain the tools, knowledge and confidence you need to erase the unknowns, feel in control and have an even better birth no matter how you deliver. My name is Liesl Teen, mom of two, practicing labor and delivery nurse and your host. From over eight years and counting of working at the bedside, I know that knowledge is the key to an even better birth. So tune in each week to learn about all things pregnancy, birth, and postpartum from me, a labor and delivery nurse that's seen it all. And now let's get into this week's episode. This week on the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, we're going to do another installment of Baby Registry 101. Back in episode 198, we started, you know, this little series with an episode all about where to start with your registry. And today we're going to continue on that subject and focus on nursery essentials. Creating a perfect nursery that's also functional is an exciting and fun, but kind of, uh, if not very overwhelming task. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So today I'm going to guide you through the must-have items that you need to create a very cozy and safe sleep environment for your baby. From cribs, mattresses, bedding, sound machines, We're going to talk through it all with a healthy dose of pros, cons, and considerations thrown in. Are you ready to talk nursery essentials? Let's do it. And if you're looking for another episode after this one, be sure to check out episode 136. It's a good one. I talked to Dr. Tracy Dalglish about how to prepare your relationship for baby. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, because there's a lot. That's a big subject. And she does a very good job of just going on and on and on about it because it, like I said, it's a lot. So go check that one out. It's 136. But for now, let's dive in. All right. Are you guys ready to talk about some nursery essentials? Let's do it. Uh, We're going to start with cribs. Yeah. When people think of, you know, the nursery, I don't know. I feel like that's one of the most popular things. I don't know why that in my head, it doesn't really make sense. But I just think, okay, crib goes first for sure. (laughs) So we're going to start with cribs. Number one, it is important to note that any crib manufactured after 2011 should meet the safety standards set by the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. Let's just get that out of the way, okay? Safety always first. I'm a nurse, love safety. So what do we consider when we're choosing a crib? Number 1, we just talked about it, safety standards. Okay, make sure that everything's safe. Make sure those little bars are, you know, the appropriate width, right? We want to think about our size, okay? If you have a smaller nursery or a bigger nursery or just some cribs, just take up a whole lot more room than others. Your style. A lot of cribs come in different styles, like sleigh or convertible, round. There's all different kinds. Your look. Look is different than style, in my opinion. Look is more like modern or classic or boho or mid-century, okay? Another thing, convertibility. Some cribs, like both of my cribs that I got, they were like those four-in-one cribs, okay? So we can use them for a few years once the baby's not in the crib anymore. Big fan of those. Get my money's worth, right? <laughs> Some of them even convert into a full bed, like when they're out of that toddler bed. Another thing, mattress height. Yeah, some cribs have, most cribs have adjustable mattress heights, which is helpful, you know, as your baby grows and learns to stand. You want to think about material, okay? Cribs can be made from different materials, wood, metal, even plastic. Say, most people get either a metal or a wood. Wood's pretty common, Uh, but you want to consider which material is durable, it fits your decor, easy to clean, easy to move, or or whatever. And then price. Yeah. So obviously, it depends on your own individual budget, but they can really range. You know, some cribs are a couple hundred bucks or. You go to a consignment sale and you get it for even less. I don't, you know, I don't know. Some cribs are over like a thousand bucks, like thousands of bucks. Yeah, it's all over the place. So obviously consider your own budget when thinking about what type of crib to get. All right. Next item to think about when you're planning your nursery is your mattress. What goes in the crib? The mattress. Yeah. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm a big fan of the Newton mattress, but that's not the only one out there. And there some, there are definitely some other options to consider, but yeah, you got to have somewhere for baby to sleep. So don't forget about the mattress. Another thing, we're still in the crib, but we're gonna get out of the crib too. Uh, is the protector, the mattress protector? Yeah, that's definitely a must-have. I would say to put on your your registry when you're planning your nursery. They help keep your baby's little sleeping area nice and clean, fresh. And babies can be messy. We all know this. Accidents happen. So having a little protector in place can help prevent stains. It's just one layer to take off and clean instead of having to clean the whole mattress. Although you can do that. That's why I really like the new mattress because you can just clean the whole mattress. But yeah, mattress protectors, check. Yeah, definitely need one of those. They're usually very easy to clean, like I said, throw them in the laundry and they're easy to replace too. It's not something that is usually a part of like a specific mattress and you have to get, it's like, no, you just get a mattress protector and you can replace it for some reason if it gets disgusting. (laughs) Next are crib sheets. Yeah, we're still in the crib, but yeah, you need the crib. Right, you need a mattress, you need a mattress protector, and then you get your little style out right, and get some crib sheets. There's all different kind of crib sheets and all different kind of prints. Uh, some are obviously girl boy theme, whatever. But gosh, there are just a zillion different kinds of crib sheets and a lot to consider here. But you want to make sure you put that on your registry and fun fact or tip or whatever, buy a lot of them. Okay. Because we talked about the mattress protector, but the crib sheet is really the first surface level, right? That gets invaded from whatever comes out of the baby. So that thing's going to get changed the most. So make sure you stock up on those crib sheets. Okay, cool. Can I tell you something? When I was pregnant for the first time, something that I struggled with was figuring out what the heck I even needed to register for. It is so overwhelming, but insert the MLN baby registry guide. My team and I spent so much time researching and creating this, and let me tell you, it is a freaking book, 150 pages, and the best part is it's totally free. Inside, you'll find pros and cons, considerations, topics for every item, and it's all organized into categories with hyperlinks, so all you have to do is hit Add to Registry. I'm so proud and excited about this beast of a resource, and I can't wait for you to dive in. Head over to mommylabornurse.com registry to grab it now, or simply click on the link in the description of this week's episode. That's mommylabornurse.com slash registry to access your free baby registry guide today. All right, we're moving on to what's next? Bassinet. Yeah. So usually this is not in the nursery, right? A Bassinet is usually something that moms, you know, dad's parents have next to their bed for the first few months of baby's life. Okay. They're smaller. They're more portable than cribs. Nice choice for parents who want to move their baby from room to room or even take them on trips. It's, you know, they're nice and compact. Some bassinets also have features like rocking or vibration settings to help soothe a fussy baby. Got the snoo, obviously. A lot of people know about the snoo. But it's important to keep in mind that bassinets have weight and age limits, okay? So eventually, you'll need to transition baby to a crib. If you're planning on having your baby in a crib, which I do recommend that you do, but um, yeah, eventually, they're going to go to a crib. So it's not like a bassinet is a permanent option, but it is something that a lot of people utilize. And side note. We talked about the crib and the crib mattress and the mattress protector and the crib sheets. Think about all of that with the bassinet. Some bassinets come like all in one, right? They come with the bassinet, the bassinet mattress pad, the little, you know, the little sheets that come with it, but a lot of them don't, okay? So you'll have to, usually they come with pad, but some don't, but I would say the majority of them come with the pad, but then you have to register for the actual like sheets, okay, so the bassinet sheets, and those are usually quite a bit smaller than regular crib sheets. Now, pros and cons, of bassinets. Why not? Let's do it. Like I said, generally, pros, they are smaller, more lightweight than cribs, easy to move around. Some of them come with the features, right? Vibration, rocking, helps soothe baby to sleep. They're a little more cozy, usually. It helps remind baby of what baby was just in the womb, right? They're just a little usually cozier, helps baby feel a little more secure and calm, And obviously they are ideal because mom and dad, partner, whoever, parents' room, uh, parents can use them in their room once baby's born, right from the hospital and before baby moves to the nursery. Couple cons, if you're considering not getting a bassinet, which is also totally fine, bassinets do have weight limits, like I said. So eventually, you know, you're not going to be using it anymore and you will need to transition to a crib. I would say what most people do if they decide not to get a bassinet is they either co-sleep, okay, which that's a whole other podcast episode, but we're not talking about that today. In regards to bassinet versus crib, usually what parents will do if they're like, I don't really want to get a whole other bassinet is they will take the whole crib and put it in Uh, their room. And then once the baby gets a little bit bigger, or sometimes they just stay in the room for a long time. uh, But once they feel they want to move that crib out to the baby's room, then they do that. But that's also an option if you're like, I don't want to spend the extra money on something that I'm only going to use for a few months. Another con, some bassinets might not meet some Uh, safety standards like cribs do. Okay. So it's just important to take note of this and make sure that the bassinet that you're choosing is safe in the location that you're going to put it. And just a side note, another con, uh, depending on the design, sometimes bassinets are a little bit hard to clean. Okay. They got a little like deeper crevices or just, they're sometimes just a little bit harder to clean than just like a standard crib. All right. We are past the sleeping area of the nursery. Now we're on to Dressers. Yeah. So dressers are an important part of any baby nursery. They not only provide storage for your baby's cute little outfits and accessories, but they can also be a little statement piece in the room's decor. Yeah, you can get real fancy with baby's dresser. When it comes to choosing between a regular dresser, I would say, and a dedicated changing table, it really depends on your personal preference, okay, and your space availability. I'll tell you what I did. I did have a dresser for both boys that had a little thing on top that I could change them, but I could always take it off and, you know, use it just as a regular dresser too, but that's just something to keep in mind. Some dressers also, you know, they have the dresser and then like to the side, they have like a whole little changing area. So that's definitely an option as well. When you choose a dresser, don't forget to consider things like the size, the number of drawers, quality. You want to choose, you know, a good one, right? You also want to think about how long it will get used for, okay? Will it offer enough storage as my baby grows? Would a regular dresser work better? And don't even think about, you know, the diaper changing station. Does it match the other furniture in the room? How big is it? What are the dimensions? You know, do I want to use open shelving? I actually had one of those as well for Ryland. I had like a little open kind of shelf that I still actually use in his little closet. So yeah, dresser, real fun. Dressers are, are pretty. They make the room. Alright, the sound of that heartbeat means it's time for this week's segment of birthday babies. Woohoo! <laughs> All right. This one says, you know, sometimes I got to switch it up. I don't know. I get tired of the same intro every single time. (laughs) Okay. So this one says, my husband and I had our second daughter four weeks ago. I was past my due date. So we ended up going the induction route to get her to come on out. Born at 40 weeks and six days. We have taken your natural series to prepare us for both of our L&D experiences. I was nervous that it would be hard to stick with natural while being on Pitocin this time around. My husband and I, knowing the strategies taught in your course, along with an amazing L&D nurse, helped everything go incredibly smooth. I was in labor less than seven hours and pushed for four minutes this time. That's a so quickie quick. Thank you for making your courses. Education is essential for success. And I know that this has helped us both times. Love that. And she sent a little picture of her baby too. I love it when you guys send pictures. Ugh. So amazing. I get that uh, comment a whole lot or I'll see a Facebook post in the group. If you guys didn't know, I have a private Facebook group when you do enroll in one of the classes, but I'll see people post about that all the time, specifically like, hey, I took the natural series and I was, you know, I got induced and I did it. Like it's not impossible to get induced with Pitocin and go unmedicated, but great birth it up, baby. Keep them coming love to hear them. My DMs are always open. (laughs) If you want to have an even better birth, just like this mama, head on over to mommylubernurse.com slash courses to learn more about our three online on-demand birth classes. All right, next up, rocking chairs and gliders. Ooh, yeah. People have some opinions (laughs) on these, okay? But you need a place to feed, rock, read to baby, okay? That's why this is part of the nursery episode. Yes. It's a must-have. And very important, when you're choosing one, don't just think about looks. Functionality, just as important. You're going to want to think about the footprint of the chair. Does it have an ottoman? Does it rock back and forth? You know, does it spin all the way around? What? How much space does this thing take up, you know, when it's in full motion? Because you might need it to be in full motion sometimes. (laughs) Another thing to consider is how heavy it is, okay? Are you on a two-story house or you, you know you have to bring up a bunch of flights of stairs and you live in an apartment or something? Is it hard to move? Okay. Are there armrests? Yeah. I would say try and get one with armrests. And is it high enough to rest your head? The answer should be yes. So I'm sure not everybody, that's important to them, but that was important to me to make sure that uh, my chair had somewhere that I could just plop my head if I needed to plop my head because there were definitely nights that I needed to plop my head. Yes. And then another thing, some are really fancy and they have like little storage pockets kind of on the side of the chair. And you know if that's something that you want, consider it. Side tip, while we're still on rocking chairs and gliders, have a little side table. Make sure you have a little side table next to your chair. If you are bottle feeding, place the bottle down or if you have something, you know, passy or just anything, you want a little spot to place something if you need to place it, your water bottle, whatever. All right, moving on to the nightlight. Yeah, nightlights are a very important addition to your baby's nursery. Not only do they add Comforting ambiance, okay, when baby's asleep, <laughs> but they also make your nighttime feedings and diaper changes a little easier without having to turn on that overhead light. Because God knows that's horrible. It's bl- I don't ever turn on the the overhead light, please, please. No, that's the worst thing ever at three in the morning. From plug-in to portable, there are a variety of options all different kinds. I like the ones, I mean, I have a, I have a hatch, like I'm a big fan of the hatch ones, but something that is just right there that you can tap and it's very easily accessible. I don't have to go find a switch anywhere. It's just boop, very easy to turn on. Next thing in that nursery is a monitor. Yeah. Monitors can really be a game changer for new parents. Giving you that peace of mind that you deserve and allowing you to keep an eye or an ear or you know both right on your little one while they sleep and when it comes to choosing a monitor there are a few different options to consider obviously there is video versus audio right and audio only monitors are fine they're great if you're on a budget or you don't even want to deal with setting up a video feed do audio it's okay Closed-circuit video monitors also allow you to see and hear your baby, while Wi-Fi monitors can offer more features like remote access, integration with smart home systems. Obviously, there is a safety factor with Wi-Fi monitoring, so take that into consideration too. Some people are really concerned about that, but it's important to consider your needs and your budget because monitors can get expensive for sure, and there's a big range. So let's go through the difference, you know, some of the differences between audio, closed circuit video, and Wi-Fi video monitors. So audio-only monitors allow you to hear your baby sounds, cries from another room. They typically have a pretty big range of up to a few hundred feet, but it depends on, you know, the type, the model. Some models also have additional features like a nightlight or two-way communication, and they're often you know, much less expensive than getting a video monitor. And they're very useful if you're traveling. They're portable. It just it's easy to unplug and plop in your bag if you are going somewhere. And if you, you know, don't have great Wi-Fi or internet access, let's say you're at Airbnb or something like you don't need Wi-Fi to use a baby monitor, an audio, you know, baby monitor. Closed circuit video monitors Now, those allow you to see and hear your baby through a dedicated camera and a monitor. They typically have a range also of up to 100 feet. Uh, It's usually a little less than the audio ones, but it depends on the model. Some of them have additional features like night vision, temperature sensors. They're obviously usually more expensive than just, you know, audio monitors. But most parents would say that they provide a little extra Added security and you know just peace of mind, right? To be able to see your baby and hear. Now, Wi-Fi video monitors, these connect to your home Wi-Fi network and allows you to monitor your baby from your phone or your tablet. They often are a little bit like just fancier in terms of features. They usually have the ability to control the camera remotely if you want to pan, move around, okay, or play lullabies. And usually they have an unlimited range. You can access that from wherever and check in on your baby. So a lot of people have issues with Wi-Fi monitors, but a lot of people really like them, especially working moms, so they can just kind of check in on baby while they're at work. So that's definitely something to consider. All right. The next item, we've got three more, is the sound machine. Yeah, sound machine. We need a sound machine for that nursery. Yes, definitely an essential. They help baby stay asleep longer because who doesn't want that, right? <laughs> and they're also great for just drowning out outside noise with features like timers, night lights, Bluetooth connectivity. There's a sound machine out there that will fit your needs, and help your baby get the restful sleep that they need. Some sound machines are nightlights in and of themselves. Some are just sound machines. But yes, sound machine, put it on your list for that nursery plan. You're going to want one of those. Second to last item. Sleep sacks, yeah, we're planning the nursery. What's baby gonna sleep in? Little sleep sack, yeah. And there's a lot of different kinds, obviously. But they are a great alternative to blankets and a safe way to keep your baby warm and cozy during the night. Safe sleep guidelines state that no loose blankets, okay, should be in baby's crib for that first year. So, sleep sacks are a great option and they come in a lot of different sizes and styles. Many are made with soft, breathable materials, right? That can help regulate your baby's body temperature, not too cool, not too hot. And then finally, the last thing in that baby's nursery is the hamper. Uh huh. Yeah, you need a little hamper. Got to put the clothes somewhere. They don't go on the floor, even though they probably will wind up on the floor. But you need a cute little hamper to match all your decor. So make sure you put that in your baby registry. All right, guys, that is it for this cute little episode about baby registry items and nursery essentials. I hope I was able to help. Make sure you tune in next week because what's on deck next week? Let's see. I think it is, oh, Dr. Wanda Varfield. Yes. I just recorded her uh, with her the other day. So we are going to be talking. She's from the CDC, you guys. She's all official. Uh, but we're going to be talking about the CDC's new vital signs report on respectful maternity care. Yeah, very interesting. We're also going to be talking about the Hear Her campaign, uh, which is kind of in coordination with that vital signs report when that came out. So tune in. It's going to be good. It's a good one. And I'll see you guys next week. Already feeling a little more confident about pregnancy, birth, and newborn life? Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can continue to erase the unknowns and never miss an episode. And if you're looking for even more, Instagram is definitely where I hang out the most. Come join our community of more than a half a million moms for birth education, tips, and solidarity. You can find me at mommy.labornurse. Check out today's show notes and a searchable library of every Mommy Labor Nurse podcast episode at mommylabornurse.com slash podcast. And while you're there, be sure to head to the blog to learn about our online birth classes too. See you next week, and remember, you can have an even better birth no matter how you deliver.